Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, April the 7th, is it 7th? 7th is correct, yes, it is April 7th. Thank you, okay. Uh, I need that affirmation from you every time. (laughs) Uh, It's like episode 135, I think. Really? Nice, we're getting getting up there. there, Uh, My name is Chris, I am your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, that is me. Welcome everyone to the podcast, thanks for joining us. Got a good one for you guys yeah um i've been talking about invincible if you tuned in last week and the show came out and we're like well why don't we do the comic book of course we should yeah i think we've actually had it on our docket like we've been talking about for a while and then we were talking about how oh there's an invincible show coming out we'll just save it for then and we kind of forgot We had to do, we had to do your book last week, which was Godzilla, because you couldn't stop talking about that movie coming out. So we couldn't do it last week, but yeah. now is still a good time to do it, because three episodes dropped of the show, and um, I watched the show and I I liked it, and I know before we were kind of bashing it. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't know what it was, you know. We just saw these trailers and we saw tidbits. And I was we like, ah, this, sure. I'm not gonna like this show. I'm not gonna like this. I'll just read the comic book. And good thing I did read the comic book because I like the show and I like the comic book a lot too. Okay. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I thought you about to bash it again the way that sounded for a second. <laughs> Good thing I read the comic book because the show, I mean, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into it, why don't you explain how the show works? First up, we'll talk about comic book news that came in this week. And in the middle, we'll talk about a great comment. Of course, we're talking about Invincible, like we said up top. And then we'll talk about a side stories where we just break down what we've been doing all week, whatever we've been doing for fun. That's right. Let's get into the news. Zack Snyder's Justice League was released, right? Yeah, yeah. And hit, I think. You think it was a hit? I thought it turned a lot of people to, to enjoying his work. Well, at least that one work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think it saved the Snyderverse? That's a different story. No, I don't <laughs> think it did. <laughs> uh, I don't think it did either because DC announced that not one, but two of their future projects are now kind of put on the back burner, put on pause, halted, if you will. Is that... It's kind of muddy what they're saying. Is it totally cut? Like, we're full stop not doing these? Or are we just setting it aside for now? It's really kind of muddy what they're saying. They're talking about New Gods and The Trench. And it sounds like what they're saying is like, hey, we're not going to actively pursue these projects anymore, but we're saving what we have already. We're just going to, we're going to archive this. And then if we need it, we can just look up dot backup. Oh, okay. Put it on ice. But, you know, we're not really sure if we're ever going to eat that thing or not. You know, we're going to put it in the fridge. We're just going to, it's probably going to stay in the back of the fridge though, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) We're going to put it in one of those like airtight Ziploc vacuums. So it'll be okay. But. But I have no plans of cooking this. Never, no, <laughs> until it's gross. <laughs> okay, we're talking about Ava DuVernay's New Gods, which I was pretty hyped about. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom King was on it to write. I loved yeah. his um, Mr. Miracle. So that was awesome. And the big question was, how can they translate Jack Kirby's like kind of um, differing styles with Apocalypse and New Genesis into a movie, yeah. right? It's an epic story of like these two battling planets and the drama of them, uh, spoiler alert, trading sons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty pretty spicy story there that, that Jack brought up. And it could have been a... 
It could have been a good series. I was pretty juiced about it. But to be honest with both of these properties, it was pretty quiet for a while now. Yeah, I think they're waiting to see what the other movies are going to like kind of like do in the box office and what fans kind of gravitate towards. And it's weird because I do think Snyder's Justice League was a hit, but I don't think it was enough for them to like, hey, let's continue on with these stories of this timeline or of this continuity or whatever. Because I do think with Darkseid and those like new gods, it would have been that Snyder version of them for uh, DuVernay's new gods. Right. Okay. For the apocalypse but, side. Okay. But since they're not continuing that, then her movie is like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. Ah, uh, okay. They could have just made one more movie and did to stop there. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know why they did. Uh, I guess maybe there was set up for that for other stuff and that was like, we don't want to mix up the crowd because if they have yeah. more plants coming up, right? Um, yeah. Um, what also stopped was James Wan's The Trench, which right. is would be a spinoff of his Aquaman movie, which is Jason Momoa, which is part of Zack Snyder's Justice League. So again, same kind of continuity. They don't want to explore that series anymore. They need to kind of like cut off the cut it off so that it doesn't keep growing, right? <laughs> um, because it's just going to lead fans into wanting more and more of the Snyderverse, and I don't think that's where DC really wants to go anymore. Yeah, that's pretty weird that they they are putting stuff out that's not out yet. It's still in line with this, like like you said, Aquaman. Um, there's gonna be a Flash movie, and that's supposedly supposed to tie things up neatly in a bow yeah. with two Batman in it somehow. <laughs> and um, this trench thing, I thought it was kind of a cool idea, uh, a spinoff, so it was kind of to the side and a scarier thing, even more than what we've seen already of the Aquaman, right? Yeah, um, with these like amphibious monsters. Like I was already kind of questioning why they did it. I thought it was cool, but why would they do this idea? So it kind of makes sense they would cut it out now. That one makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I it was a cool idea, but I don't think I needed to see it. No. Whereas New Gods, I feel like oh man, they should make that movie. Whether or not it connects, I don't care. I like I think that story in the comic books is a great story, and to see that on the big screen would be pretty cool. So epic. And then you can get into like the nitty gritty with Mr. Miracle and Big Bard and all that so kind of yeah. lame that we're not getting that I was questioning how they're going to tie those two styles together with what we've seen of Zack Snyder stuff and I don't know what DeVerney's vision was but I don't I still don't see Kirby too much in uh, the apocalypse we've seen so far so I was curious about that yeah I, I do think this New Gods idea of a movie is not I don't think this is the last we'll hear of it I think oh, yeah. it'll pick up again eventually and they say like if it does happen it will still be their ideas it'll still be their versions but I, I think New Gods is more likely than The Trench <laughs> the Trench sounds like a CW show <laughs> but uh, I was thinking like maybe they are gonna revive that somehow and they just don't know how to break it to James Wan that we can't do your movie so we're gonna pretend to nix this one or bring it up later you know give you guys some more time on this <laughs> there's an episode of The Office where they're doing like photos yeah and they don't want Michael in it so they're like okay everyone out except you 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 and they brought back everybody except Michael <laughs> so this might be that they're like Okay, sorry. New Gods and Trench, we're not making you. Uh, except maybe New Gods will make you. <laughs> Pretty much. I think I think maybe that's it. Maybe this is just a stunt to, you know, not not anger James Wan a bit. Not, probably not, but that'd be funny if it's true. <laughs> 
Um, do you think the fact that they're canceling New Gods and the Trench does this mean maybe Aquaman two and like like a Wonder Woman three? You think those are on the chopping block as well? Uh, I think Aquaman two is probably going to happen um, just because it made a lot of money, right? I think uh, I think that's going to make a lot of money again because I think it's going to look pretty good. It's going to look as fun as the last one. Um, and I think Wonder Woman three. Huh? I don't know how far along they are with that one. How, what do you think? I don't think they're in any anywhere with it like they could just give up now and nothing would be lost i don't think a script is written or anything and as as far as like wonder woman like two i don't think made as much of an impact as they wanted definitely i mean with what was going on and also it was just not as good as movies number one i think um yeah they are more aligned to maybe do away with that uh and again like you said we're, we're trying to get away from this continuity the more we put out the more we confuse people uh the question's up with like with all these other new stuff like shazam is still has some more stuff black adam is going to connect to it is it going to connect to it i don't know it's new line stuff too right so there's uh-huh. other stuff out there that we have to pay attention to and give room for in the box office i heard some rumors this week that kind of an idea that matt reeves batman takes place on earth 2 that's true so meaning- yeah separate from this Snyder verse dimension or whatever you call it and that the Flash movie will kind of consolidate their stories and do away with the Snyderverse and anything connected to that and maybe incorporate whatever they have left into one, meaning Black Adam, Shazam, and Matt Reeves' Batman. Can merge into one. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. using the comic formula that seems to work out for them, they just kind of (laughs) start from scratch with them. Um, They invented that. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, right? Uh, We just got to invent a couple more worlds and we've we've figured this out (laughs) also with the idea of like a superman reboot and a green lantern story that's coming later down the line i think yeah that's probably what they're gonna do i think they're gonna go ahead and move forward with shazam and black adam and we know like the jsa will appear in black adam oh yeah so maybe that's their team for a while and then once matt reeves batman is like full go and has like a sequel planned already and all that stuff i wouldn't be surprised if he is like the new like lead for dc and everything revolves around him mm, okay huh. i can see that working out we need to maybe making a super team is the right move away from the justice league somehow the jsa makes sense uh what about the supergirl thing that's coming out there's is that a new movie i know she's appearing in a flash do you think she's gonna be of the other earth yeah i think she's whatever flash goes to like flashpoint um she'll be like another not of the snyderverse i think no one besides ben affleck i think he's gonna go to another dimension do whatever he has to do there realize he's screwed up and messed up all the timelines and then has to do whatever to just make one timeline and that'll erase the Snyderverse and and just make one continuous timeline now that hopefully is easy to follow for the fans and maybe my idea is i think like black adam will take place in the past and batman will take place in the future so that way they are in the same universe but not in the same time frame interesting so i like that they don't have to like mesh with each other no commingling there huh i think that's a game plan i think i think that could work out but it's just how do you ease this confusion right marvel's so good at that and that's your biggest competitor how do you do uh-huh. marvel is very good at it because they don't really try to like shift time frames a lot the only thing i can think of is black widow yes and it's it's being delayed so much that it's like way in the past now <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you think about it how do you um with all the difficult things they're doing with the main characters in dc how about your main character is dead yeah do that make a movie about a dead character <laughs> 
And that's what they're doing with Black Widow. They have to push the date. They announced that it's now going to be released in July. Yeah. And I think to tide the fans, to tide the fans over until then, they released another trailer for it. And I, I forgot how much I wanted to see this movie. I changed my mind. I felt like this might be less of a good Marvel movie. Watching this trailer changed my mind completely. I love this trailer for some reason, <laughs> way more than the other ones. Um, it's weird because about a quarter of it is just scenes from old Avengers movies. So it's like <laughs> nothing new there. But what we do see later from the Black Widow movie is a lot of action scenes. A lot of action scenes. We get a bit more of flashbacks from when um, Natasha was a kid. And I guess they were kind of being raised by David Harbour's character and her name Rachel Weiss, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just piecing together the story in my head, but it seems like they're maybe a pseudo family, but not really family. Yeah. Right? Have you seen the show The Americans? Yes, I have. I think it's kind of that vein. It's kind of like they, they made a family just for an undercover thing. So maybe they're put together to be this fake looking family, but really they all know like they're there on a mission. And even um, Florence Pugh's character is like, it was real to me, meaning like, yeah, I thought of you guys as family, even though maybe you guys didn't. Interesting. I think uh, I think that's the case. And um, Black Widow, I think, is going to try and probably like make good on things she's done because of whatever organizations got her um, like under the thumb in the past, right? And yeah. I think the same thing happened to Yelena Belova, however you say her name, and Bologna, <laughs> Bologna, and she's got to help her out in this. Maybe like have her help her escape, or you know, I think the main thing is helping her. Because I think Taskmaster is after her, actually. Oh, you think so? I think that's the thing. Because um, whoever that uh, guy was over his shoulder, Taskmaster's shoulder, and said like, "Go get her," like, uh, like yeah. he's like a like a guard dog, whatever. It's kind yeah. of they never really say. So I think they're after Yelena. Yeah, that could be interesting. Maybe that's why Black Widow has to go back to protect her. And we see a lot more of like the quote unquote Black Widows that they made. Yeah, and, and the Red Room and all that. So I think she, Natasha's there to like put an end to it, make sure like no more are made. It's all. Almost like the Winter Soldier program and the Super Soldiers, but like they're female versions of them. But I'll guarantee one thing. I will say Natasha does not die in this movie. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know. How would you know that? Have you watched it already? <laughs> I'm willing to bet. I think she makes it out. I think. I think she does. <laughs> Now, this movie comes out in theaters, but also on Disney Plus with like an extra fee. Uh, yeah. It comes out in July. Where would you rather watch it oh, by theater. the time July comes around? Theater or streaming? Uh, I don't know. Is it? you think it's safe enough in the, in the theaters? What do you think? I mean, honestly, I think it's safe enough. If I would still wear a mask. Yeah. But by that time, hopefully, majority of people have been vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I want to get vaccinated as soon as possible, but I'm not I'm not rushing it either. I'm waiting for my turn, and hopefully, it'll be I'll have that before July. But if I do, I, I I'm willing to go to the theater and watch it. I think it's a theater kind of movie. I got my uh, appointment ready to go for my first shot, so we'll see about mm-hmm. that. I, I, uh, I'm down to go. Sorry for you if you can't make it. <laughs> I I do want to see it now. I think I think that'll be comfortable by then. Yeah, I, I want to see the big action scenes in a big screen. The shot where they're pretty much jumping and falling from the sky, yeah. but also like landing on falling platforms that are still falling and like fighting on those <laughs> look really cool. I think that part looked better in this trailer than the other one. Just the way she's like flinging around in the air, it looks yeah. cooler. And it's almost like they had so much time to do the CGI. Yes. I think that's how you you do it. I think uh, it's probably Snyder's secret is just infinite time to make something. (laughs) 
yeah, I, I really want to see Taskmaster and how he's copying like the Avengers. Like there's scenes with him with a bow and arrow. There's scenes with him with like claws, like Black Panther. And he fights. He does like moves just like Captain America. There's scenes where like he does like a jump kick and it's almost identical from uh, in, in Winter Soldier, I believe, where yeah. Captain America does that kick. So I love how they're like tying that in together. But I want them to reveal who Taskmaster is. Like I, I don't think it's going to be like how it is in the comics. I think it's going to be like a surprise reveal. Oh, interesting. We haven't heard him talk yet or whoever that is underneath that mask. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I look forward to I, it. There was interesting how he he seemed more of like a subordinate in this trailer too when the guy was over his shoulder talking to him you know uh-huh um there's scenes in the past flashbacks i wonder if we're gonna get flashbacks of her like on her first couple missions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i wonder if we'll see her go up against winter soldier when he was a hydra agent and i wonder if we'll see when she's kind of like finally saved by hawkeye to turn and become a hero so i wonder if jeremy renner will appear and we'll see what what happens in budapest they keep talking about budapest Pest. Oh yeah, that's true. We haven't really gone there yet. We haven't talked about it yet, right? Yeah. But we'll find out July. I think it's July 7th when this comes out. July 9th, it looks like. Oh, July 9th. Okay. Well, two more days. I guess I'll wait. <laughs> Uh, what I really want to see though uh, is still in like production mm-hmm, but right. I didn't think I would ever be saying this the fourth Thor movie is coming out fourth fourth <laughs> for Thor <laughs> um, I, we always say like oh uh, what's his name Hugh Jackman has played like this superhero the longest he's had so many appearances in like all the X-Men and all the Wolverine movies. it's Chris Hemsworth I think has the record as far as time or amount of movies amount of movies he's appeared as the same character that could be true it could be true huh yeah it's Chris Hemsworth now because it's like all the Avengers movies all the Thor movies and now he has another Thor movie so it's like is he gonna be Guardians I think he's gonna appear in Guardians too yeah Guardians 3 I think it's gonna be him so yeah so Chris Hemsworth will always be Thor (laughs) (laughs) and I think the fourth Thor movie is gonna be the best one of them all because the cast is gonna be outrageous and they're adding more to it um they recently announced that Russell Crowe is going to appear in Thor 4. Interesting. They didn't reveal his character yet as to who he's going to play. Yeah. Um, I have an idea for it. Do you have an idea for who he's playing? I, I'm willing to bet I know who he's playing. Um, we know Christian Bale is in it and it's, he's already playing Gore. Right? Yes, that's Gun right. Butcher. Um, who else is in there? Uh, Natalie Portman's coming back. To play her version of, of the the female Thor, right? Right, right. That's true. So who else could Russell Crowe be playing? Uh, I don't know. What would I? I think <laughs> this you know this fits into the um, God of Thunder Jason Aaron run because we have Gore in this. I think Russell Crowe could be playing future Thor. You think so? With a big beard? I think so. He can, he can grow that out in time. I think uh, it kind of fits. They. It looks like it could be him in a couple of decades in a way. Uh, I think he might be shorter. I don't know, but. I think uh, I can see him as a huge king and like you know prominence in his time. Could Chris Hemsworth just play that? He's already played Fat Thor, like with a big gun and big beard. I don't like. That. I don't like. I like having someone with more gravitas to them, and like they've okay. seen some stuff. Don't you think? Also, I sure, hate yeah. Fat Thor. <laughs> 
Uh, I have a different theory. Oh, okay. You got something else. What do you got? Uh, Christian Bale is playing Gore, the God Butcher, right? So that's from, uh, what is it? Thor. God of Thunder. Uh, God of Thunder, right? Yeah. And then what is it? Mighty Thor is is that the one with Jane Foster? Yes. That's a comic yes. book line. The next line. And there's also um, behind the scenes footage or pictures of them filming. And Chris Hemsworth Thor is wearing like the leather vest that uh, Thunderstrike used to wear from the comics. Thunderstrike? Who's is that? Yeah. Like the other yeah. Thor? Yeah, we'll explain later. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they're just jam packing this movie with Thors. Everybody that's been Thor, put him in this movie. Oh, okay. And one of the people that's been kind of quote unquote a Thor or wield the hammer, and fans have been longing to see him is Beta Ray Bill. Oh, and I think he's voicing Beta Ray Bill. Just voicing him? Well, I mean, like. He doesn't look like him. Put some makeup on him, you know? You can work out. <laughs> Get one of those horse masks. <laughs> yeah. Paint him orange. Yeah. So I think it'd be a great voice cast for Beta Ray Bill. You think so? Why? I always think of Beta Ray Bill as kind of like, he's a new Thor and he's kind of like a naive in a way because like, oh, okay, I'm going to be a Thor. That's what I think of Beta Ray Bill. But what? Do you, why do you think that? Just because he's kind of bigger I voice. think of him as like this big guy that's like loud and kind of maybe like obnoxious, but like, you know, up for a fight, kind of like this guy, like this kind of like outlandish guy. And I think um, Russell Crowe could be that kind of character. Interesting. Okay, I did. I, He's got the voice, like the gravelly voice. The yeah, he does. Big presence. He's freaking gladiator. Um, I would love to see him voice Beta Ray Bill. Okay, I can see that now a bit, a bit, a bit. Uh, I think he's got some comedic chops in him too. This is gonna be a funny movie. Yeah. Taika Waititi is coming back as directing for Love and Thunder. I yep. think he can he can bring that to the element to it at least. They say it's only a cameo, so maybe it's not like a, a long um impact to the film. Okay. But I, I want to see Beta Ray Bill. I think that's it. Another theory is like he's just... Remember in um, Ragnarok when... Uh, was it Ragnarok? When they were doing like a play? Yeah, that was Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're saying like, oh, he might just be playing like an Asgardian in the play or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That could be it. Um, I think Matt Damon is already set to come back for this movie, which is funny. Yeah. I think I guess we're going to get another one of those plays or somehow. Yeah. They said uh, he could be playing Thanos. <laughs> In the play. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like yeah. that. Uh, okay, that, that could work out. He gets killed by the, uh, the Thor in the play. I like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, if we're throwing in all these other Thors, what do you think we're going to get? Are we going to introduce Storm somehow in this story? Because she was she had like a, a Thor outfit at one point. We can get Frog yeah. Thor. Um, Frog Thor, I think, is definitely in it. <laughs> you think that hands down, obviously. Yeah. We, we, we need that character on before you even get Natalie Portman. <laughs> Um, I want to know, like, how, like, do they get a new hammer for Natalie Portman? Is she going to be wielding Mjolnir or a different hammer? Is Stormbreaker still a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, he's got both of them, right? Because Steve took Mjolnir for a while in the fight, but then it doesn't disappear at all. So maybe... Well, he, he, Steve brought it back when he returned the stones. Did he? Okay. That's kind of lame. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> he had to. He had to return everything that he took. He's like, I'll, I'll give these back. This one's not that big of a deal. I'll just keep it in my back pocket. <laughs> okay, so Thor would not have ever <laughs> yeah. in that timeline. <laughs> 
Also, um, Jamie Alexander's Lady Sif is also returning to this movie. So I wonder, like, where has she been? Like, she's not in Ragnarok or Infinity War or Endgame. So I hope they kind of explain why she's been missing. That's a question. Like, are we going to be dealing a lot with the other Asgardians? Because they're being um, just led now by Valkyrie, right? On that, like, ocean. What is that? Like a dock town, wherever they they stayed at the... um, They passed down the crown to her. What have they been doing? Are they just chilling there? They're they're in a Wes Anderson movie now. (laughs) It looks like they're living in that town where they found Aquaman in in Snyder Cut, right? Like, it's the (laughs) same thing. (laughs) I... This is my biggest pet peeve. Her name is Valkyrie, but she is a Valkyrie? I think it's not her name, but it's the only name we know of her. They never just... They don't name her? They don't name... Do we ever hear them call her Valkyrie? This is what we are calling her. Yeah, I don't think they've ever called her anything. Right, she just pronounced herself as a Valkyrie. We don't have a word for it, right? I, I know, like, yeah. in the comics, Valkyrie is the name of the character, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. They were the Valkyries, right? Yeah. That's what the whole group was. But I don't know. I think they just call her Valkyrie, though. It's kind of late. She she deserves <laughs> a name, at least. <laughs> Maybe she'll get a name in Fathor. So we'll see when that comes out. I think it's, like, 2023 is when this movie comes out. Man, okay, a while from now. But yeah, I really can't wait till we get some first footage from this. I really want to see Christian Bale um, as the villain, the god butcher gore. So um, I can't wait. Did you know, I think in the comics, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know how gore has like this like liquidy blade thing that comes out of his hand? Yeah, I think it's called the nether sword. Yeah, I think that's from the symbiote um, king. Oh. Noel or something like that. Like it's no. part of the symbiote, like Venom symbiote. I don't know about uh, that. I remember the scene in the comic when he got it. It was like these two old gods fighting and he just took it from the battle right oh, at the okay. end of it. I don't know if that was maybe, what's the name? Null? It could have been. Yeah. The way it was shot, it's not obvious that was Null, I think. Okay. I think I think they retconned it, kind of like tied it into that somehow. That could work. That's fine with me. Uh, that's kind of cool, but also um, I, Venom's like everywhere. He's kind of, it's kind of annoying when Venom is, you just kind of leak him into every single story with the comics. Don't you think a bit? I love Venom, so no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for the news this week. Um, Plenty of stuff to look forward to, uh, except for the new gods. I guess that's not happening. But um, let's uh, go ahead and jump into this week's comic book, Invincible. Regular listeners of the show will remember that last week, my side story was Invincible, the new Amazon Prime animated series. Yeah, that's right. Finally up on there. Yeah. And so I thought, well, why not? We should do the comic book. Makes sense. We've uh, we've had this in the chamber for a while, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's funny is like... I was a little weary about doing the comic book after or around when the show came out because I didn't want to spoil the show. Oh. But yeah, yeah. luckily it kind of changed a couple of things. So it's not exactly like a one-to-one adaptation. That's true. That's true. Okay. So if you haven't seen the show yet, don't worry. You can still listen to this episode. The show is, it has some changes, so it'll still be new to you. We're not really going to spoil too much from the show. Just talking about the book. That's right. Okay. And today we're talking about the first four issues of Invincible. And the whole idea of Invincible is created by writer Robert Kirkman and artist Corey Walker. And this is probably Robert Kirkman's like second most famous comic book. Maybe second. Uh, is there anything that's competition? What's what's up there? Huh. 
there's like one kind of story that some people might have heard of that had like this little show that kept going forever and ever. It just won't die, right? <laughs> yeah, it just keeps walking along, and <laughs> and that show is called The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Shows, uh, shows, yes, multiple shows. Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, also does other stories, and luckily he did this one, Invincible, which I like. I will say I like better than The Walking Dead. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Walking Dead. If you read the comic book now, it feels a bit dated, a bit. Um, and also this is kind of a, that, uh, analog thing where we're doing copies of superheroes and you know, I love those. Yeah. Uh, I love superhero comics in general. So this is totally my jam. This premiered in 2003 and it was published by Image Comics. Right. That was under uh, Skybound, right? That's like that whole, like little batch of comics underneath Robert Kirkman, I think. I, yeah. I don't know if it was started there or if that existed yet. Oh yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure about the timeline of Skybound and Image because- what Skybound is like under image, right? Under Robert Kirkman. Yeah, yeah. So you have had to have made some comics with them already before uh-huh. making an imprint, right? Right, yeah. So I'm not sure about where it falls under that, but I do know that it went on as an ongoing series until late 2017, where the whole story kind of concluded with issue number 144, which was like a double-sized issue. Cool. Yeah, fairly recently, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it is over now. There was some like side spin off things but like the mainline invincible has already ended um plenty of issues to dive into 144 oh yeah uh, like i said this story was created by robert kirkman and Corey walker uh robert kirkman if you don't know is like we said the creator of the walking dead but he's also done writing for marvel including ultimate x-men irredeemable ant-man and marvel zombies so he's not just the image guy mm-hmm. but he is very important to image because not only is he like a writer for this he is also like the first partner in image that was not a founder so like became partner after image was already founded which means like you know they have a lot of trust in this guy wow that's pretty big deal you know uh, if we can get on a tangent a bit what went down with jim lee and his portion of image was that just cut out and sold to dc or is it still its own entity and part of it i think it's bought out by dc yeah and absorbed into dc that's why like that's why like grifter is in batman (laughs) that's interesting so they had that strategy that option in place when they made image in the first place they can branch out i don't know it's just kind of weird well image is strictly just the publisher they don't own any of the ip yeah that's true the creators own the ip so if the creators want to sell their ip they can and image has no say in it image is strictly a publisher mm-hmm. not like dc or marvel where like we're a publisher and we own your stuff Gotcha. And Jim Lee can always bow out of his partner position at the time. Okay, cool. Just want to talk that through. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, yeah. We should definitely one day do like the history of Image because that is some pretty interesting stuff going down there. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, Like we said, uh, also the artist of the book is Corey Walker. Now we're only doing the first four issues. All right. And Corey Walker did the first eight issues. So it's all his stuff that we're going to get into today. But I also want to shout out Ryan Otley. Now, Ryan Otley did the artwork pretty much everything after Corey Walker. Corey Walker did one through eight, and then Ryan Otley did what, nine through 144. So, wow. though we're not going to talk about his artwork today, he is an important person to the Invincible storyline. I would say, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, just to reiterate, you could listen to this episode and not be spoiled from the show. So don't worry about that because I was worried that we're pretty much just repeating what happens in the in the show. But luckily, it it's not a one to one. Yeah, I'd say the show also moves at a faster pace. You know, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah, that that makes sense. And the book starts off kind of like forward in the future where we see our main character. This is Mark Grayson, and he is the character Invincible. Uh-huh. And he is like a high school student that is just learning about his powers, right? And right away, he's like flying through what looks like Antarctica, and he's carrying like this guy with a bomb on his chest, like strapped to his chest, and it's about to explode. Ticking, ticking, ticking. As he throws him, it goes kaboom. And the guy explodes. Invincible is kind of like now stuck in the snow, and he's just like, oh my God, like I can't believe that had just happened. And then it time jumps four months in the past, where we see Mark Grayson as just like a regular teenager, not yet with his superpowers. What he's actually doing here, I think is not a regular teenager thing to do. He's taking a dump while reading a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least it's just that because his mom thinks he's doing something else in the bathroom. <laughs> so funny. Uh, he's knocking on the door. She's knocking on the door saying, uh, Mark, we, you got to get ready for school because it's uh, it's just in the morning right now. And he's like grabbing breakfast. He's getting ready to get out the door. And they're watching like this news segment of this character named Omni-Man who's like fighting a dragon. So like in this world, there are superheroes. Yes. Um, Omni-Man is somewhat of like a, a Superman, right? Just all powerful, really strong, looks kind of like the same outfit, red cape and everything. And it turns out Omni-Man is Mark's dad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So imagine you're the son of Superman. <laughs> yeah. How, how would you feel, right? Do you feel proud that... You know, Superman is your dad, or are you like living in a shadow a bit? Exactly. And that is pretty much the story of Invincible. And he's going, you know, he's going to high school. He's like a regular kid. We run into like his best friend, Derek. And it's just like a regular day of high school. Like he's not a popular kid. He's kind of like the average guy. And he's got like an after school job at like a burger joint. He's flipping burgers, right? And one day he's at work and he's throwing the trash away in the dumpster. You know, when you kind of like just swing the the garbage bag into the dumpster, he does that, but it like shoots all the way to the sky. <laughs> like he didn't know how strong he was. Launched into the air and he's thinking, it's about time. <laughs> he's got his superpowers now. Nice. Uh, just hitting puberty. So he's, he's got, he's got his powers out too. Um, as it comes near time that day, he's talking it through with his mom and how uh, they had a pretty interesting day. But swooping in is their dad, is her dad, Ami Man, and he's uh, saying he just got back from Egypt, uh, taking the deal of this, uh, this whole mission that he had to take care of real quick. That's like a recurring thing with uh, Invincible, the book, is that to them, their dad or his dad being Ami Man is like a regular thing. Like they have dinner, and then he kind of just like comes in and out as he's saving the day or something, and then just like it's normal to them they just keep eating dinner he and just goes like zipping in, in in dinner just anytime just like he's got something to do so he goes takes care of it and he comes back to the conversation pretty much yeah like split second later he he saved a bunch of people while they're just like you know in the middle of eating their dinner and this is when mark reveals to them kind of like nonchalantly like oh yeah by the way i'm getting my powers <laughs> and the mom's like oh that's nice can you pass the potatoes please yeah <laughs> Mark, of course, he's super excited. He can't go to sleep and he wants to test out one of his abilities, which is flying. So uh-huh. it's the middle of the night. He sneaks out of his bedroom and he's standing on the roof of his house and he's like, okay, just just jump. He's never done this before. He doesn't know how his dad does it. He's like, just jump. I'll either start flying or 
I'll land and not get hurt because I also have super strength. Hopefully. Logically, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like learning to ride the bike. It's learning a whole new skill that's a bit risky. Um, and he jumps off the roof, hoping to fly, closes his eyes, and he lifts off. He's able to fly. Cool. Cut to the next day, and there's a like a bank robbery, and we see two guys in suits running with like a bag of cash being chased by the police. And along with them is like this super villain who's like this big guy that looks like he's covered in like rock. Like he's almost like the thing almost. Um, and they're, they've got this bag of cash running about as the uh, the rock guy's like, um, uh, good thing I came with you because th- these cops would have stopped me in the tracks or I couldn't stay behind and uh, stop them or I wouldn't have got away either. Yeah, so um, he's pretty much hired to help them escape. But right when they turn the corner trying to get away from cops, bam, this guy is struck in the face by Mark, who is dressed in like kind of like a Peter Parker homemade costume. Like it looks like he's wearing like sweats with like ski goggles and like a bandana over his face. And he pretty much has like his dad's power. So he can super strength, speed, fly, and he's like knocking out this rock guy. That was actually easy for him taking out these uh couple of criminals <laughs> standing there leaning against the wall is his dad, Omni Man, but in regular clothes, like saying, What are you wearing, son? <laughs> like <laughs> look at this. <laughs> laughing at his son (laughs) and they're like okay i guess like you're ready to be a superhero but you can't be running around (laughs) in those clothes let me go uh introduce you to somebody and he introduces him to like the guy that makes his super suits Uh okay this guy is a regular old tailor you know makes prom dresses and all that but during the night he makes armor for all these superheroes and uh, has a new one for Mark. Uh, Mark's not loving it. It's this yellow and orange outfit that kind of clashes. It's practical, makes sense, um, but he's not loving the style. No, it has like a bunch of these like discs in it on the like chest and the the shoulders. And the guy's like, I I used to think your powers were like solar based, so I put a bunch of discs to absorb solar energy, but. It's not solar based, so it's like he's not like Superman, right? No, not at all. It's not a does not make sense for the power set, actually. Yeah. So then he's like, okay, let me try again. Um, Mark says the only thing he likes are the goggles, which are like these big yellow goggles, right? And he's like, but I don't really like the orange. So um, the tailor's gonna redo it, but he's like, well, you know what really helps is if I know your superhero name, and I can kind of like incorporate that into the costume. But he doesn't have a name yet. Right. Kind of hard to hard to think that through. He's gonna probably could be your name for a while if you're gonna be a superhero so mark he's uh back in high school just living the regular high schooler life there's all these different kids some of them are uh, like jocks that really don't care about school and are, there's even the bully that picks on the nerdy kid in, in the hallway but mark sticks up for him and he shoves the bully but it's like so hard that he's like denting the locker jeez because he doesn't know like now he's like super strong he has to learn to control it right so he pretty much knocks out this bully so he gets in trouble and he gets sent to the principal's office and the principal's like explaining like yeah that guy's a bully but you can't go around like knocking people out <laughs> Uh, yeah, the principal even says, like, I can donate a bit, but, um, you know, that, that guy, that bully, he was pretty big. He could have hurt you. You know, you're not invincible. Cut to the title scene, invincible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next day now, and there is another robbery. It's a different group of guys now. They have, like, ski masks and assault rifles, and they're robbing this bank, and then they're running away. It looks like a scene from Heat. Remember the movie Heat? Heat? Yes, I remember that movie. <laughs> And they're running and they're running to their getaway van. But when they reach the van, Mark is there now with his brand new costume. Looks good. And he is l- carrying the van like up in the sky. Like <laughs> the getaway. Floating. Yeah. So they point their guns at him and Mark's 
like, I wouldn't do that if I were you because I'm invincible. <laughs> Cut to title scene, invincible. Again. Uh, I love doing that. That's pretty funny. His costume now is like this black and blue um, kind of like skin tight costume with like a yellow eye down his chest and like around his neck. The eye standing for uh, obviously Pixar's Incredibles, yes. but also Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool outfit. I, I like it. It's, um, you know, it makes sense with his body type. It's kind of like a Spider-Man kind of like yeah. just onesie, you know? Mm-hmm. Slim. Yeah. The next part of the story is when we learn more about Omni-Man and how he got his powers because apparently he's not of Earth. Ah, okay. He is of the Viltrumite race of a yeah. different alien planet. Planet Viltrum. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like some type of pill you take. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distant planet that is almost like a utopia. It's like they've built a perfect society. There's no war, there's no illness there's no murder um there's no crime and there is a crime because everyone has mustaches i think that's a crime i just saw that now looking at the comic yuck (laughs) everybody every male looks like omni man with like this thick mustache (laughs) i'm just realizing i don't like it (laughs) it's But they all wear like this all white robe kind of get up thing. They're kind of like this utopia. They're like, they're like a Krypton before Krypton got destroyed, right? Before that whole thing happened. Yeah. And they're all pretty much saying like, we've built this perfect society. We know how to do it. It's not fair that we keep this to ourselves. And their mission now is to search the universe for planets that are like perfectly developed for them to inhabit and teach how to be like them and have like a perfect society where there's no violence, no no crime and no illness. Right, right. So they're going to try to um, instill on them, help them out in any ways. Uh, they uh, just are struggling as a planet, but it looks like they can uh, give them a helping hand and lift them up to where they are. Right. But the planet they pick has to be like at a perfect time, meaning like not overdeveloped of a species where they can't change, but also not underdeveloped where they're not they're not ready to evolve to that level. Ah, okay. Makes sense in the timeline for a, a you know, a smart race on a planet, I guess. Yeah. And this guy, Omni-Man, his dad, he starts off as like, uh, almost like an analyst, like a researcher. And he's just like, it's like a desk job where he's, his job is to find planets that could be suitable. And one of the planets he finds is Earth. Ah, and he's saying like uh, to the High Council of Viltrum that I can help out this planet. I think it's really good candidate for us. But they said no, pretty much. They're saying like this planet is too underdeveloped. They're not ready. They're still like in its infancy, right? Kind of thing. But Omni-Man kind of like falls in love with Earth and he says like, just send me then. I'll go by myself and try to like show these people how to be better. And they're like, okay, you can go, but there's no promise that you'll ever come back. There's no promise that we're going to send any more people there and he agrees so he goes by himself to earth and he's like the guardian now of earth he's like the singular person the guardian protector of earth and he's like the only one with the powers at the point i guess yeah um he has like pretty much like superman powers and he falls in love with a woman and they get married they bang and then uh, (laughs) they have mark and we see Mark now and Omni-Man's, the dad is explaining to this when Mark is like, I would say like, I don't know, like 10 years old, 12 years old. Sure. So like, he's pretty much telling Mark, like, eventually you're going to hit puberty and your powers might develop. And I'm like warning you now. Yeah. You're going to have super strength. They're going to have super speed. You'll be able to fly even. And Mark loves that flying idea. Jump to present time where Mark is laying in bed and he's like, can't sleep. And he's like, why am I even just laying here? I can fly now. Like, <laughs> I should go out and just like fly. Cause like, who 
wouldn't do that if they could. So he goes out in his uh, just pajamas and goes flying up into the night sky, kind of soaring. While he's just like flying around, he notices that there is another robbery, this time at a toy store. Uh, what is it called? Toys Be Wee? <laughs> Instead of Toys R Us? Yeah. Um, it's this big, like, monstrous dude that's stealing, like, a whole pallet of Xboxes, pretty much. <laughs> they call them game boxes, I think, in the comic. Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> So a uh, fight breaks out between the two of them. This big guy can kind of hold his own. And then swooping in from the sky, flying on this like a uh, flying motorcycle is a whole crew. This is the teen team. <laughs> teen team. Pretty much the teen titans of this universe. Uh, it's four of them. They're led by this character named Robot. Just that. But, uh, yeah, he's a robot. He's not a teen. He's a robot, right? <laughs> Which is weird. But the rest of them are teens. And we see this girl name is Atom Eve. Like A-T-O-M Eve. Cool name. All right. And then there's a guy named Rexplode. Cooler, honestly. <laughs> And then there's a, another female whose name is Kate, and her super near, superhero name is Duplicate. I wonder what she can do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're there to stop this guy from robbing them, too, and to kind of like help Invincible. And remember, Invincible is like the, the new teen hero on the block. Right. And um, they don't recognize him, so there's kind of ruckus going on. And um, they do beat up this big brute pretty easily, and they learn that this this guy Mark is actually on their side. He's a a newbie. Yeah, they so they stop the the big monster guy, and they explain to them like who they are. They introduce themselves, and they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna be off now. Hopefully, we see you around, and hopefully not in like just your pajamas." <laughs> yeah, uh, and Mark does recognize Adam Eve for some reason. Kind of a um, remembers her face a bit, and it's because they actually go to the same high school. And he runs into her the next day in normal clothes, and he's like, "Hey, you remember last night? That was me. My name's Invincible, and I'm like, I just got my." powers pretty much <laughs> uh so i one approach in this comic i find interesting is they just kind of just talk about being superheroes kind of out in the open a lot in the show and in the comic <laughs> they kind of just like oh so i'm a superhero and all this and all that stuff's going on <laughs> yeah i found that strange what's strange is like adam eve she goes behind the dumpster of the school and that's where she changes costumes a lot <laughs> and then uh, she shows um, Mark Invincible like, hey, why don't you go with us to our base? I'll, I'll kind of like show you around. So they go to the dumpster and they change. Her power is kind of like her costume just kind of like forms on her. It's not like she's taking off her clothes. But like... It's like Green Lantern just, in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like Green Lantern. Right? Yeah, there you go. And from the dumpster in the back of the school, they just like shoot straight up into the sky and fly away. And then they're like, why do you do this? Don't you think anyone would see you? And she's like, you'd be surprised how much people like don't look up. <laughs> I love this like a uh, brush it under the rug type of storytelling with, yeah. with superheroes. You know, it's, it's like, perfect. don't ask, just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you put sunglasses in it. You can't even recognize them. <laughs> they go to the teen team base, swooping into this big base. Um, robot that hero is typing at the way the computer looking at the brute they fought yesterday. And they're saying, uh, Robert's ro Rob robot is saying, oh, uh, happy you guys just got here because I can use your help on this one quick mission I got. He's pretty much like um, tracked down the big brute that was stealing the game boxes. <laughs> 
And apparently they want these game boxes for the processors in them. And the processors they want to like use to control like a whole army of robots that they're building, right? But they discover where they're being kept. And the three of them, Invincible, Adam, Eve, and Robot, kind of like crash in to stop these guys. And it's not just one, but it's like two of these guys now. These two big blue skin monster guys. Right. And they're like, one of them is like the whole scientist with a whole uh, white lab coat and everything. He's the one that kind of builds all the robots. And uh, the other ones, the, the brutish character that like, steals stuff. They pretty much take them by surprise and defeat them right away. Invincible's there. He's new to this, but he's super strong. So he's like able to knock them out. And we cut now to a mall. This is Twin Pines Mall. And it's called the mall that has it all. <laughs> And especially they have a guy who's sleeping on a bench and he wakes up and he looks under his shirt and there's a bomb strapped to his shirt, strapped oh, to his body, just like the first page of the of the comic book. And that and guy goes down. boom. Yeah. <laughs> the whole mall blows up and it's a couple days later now we're at the high school and apparently one of these, the bomb that blew up is like a missing student, right? Oh, okay. And now there's been like a couple missing students. So there's an assembly going on talking about if you guys know anything about these kids, please let us know. No. And we get a little bit of a scene of Mark talking to Eve because they go to the same school. But Mark is like trying to like kind of flirt with Eve. Yeah. But then Eve like shuts it down. Like, oh, by the way, I'm going out with Rexplosion. Right. So then Mark's like, oh, yeah, I know. It's cool. I'm not I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not really trying to put no moves on. I was yeah. just. No, right, no, right. I knew, I was I knew just that. Entirely was saying, yeah, yeah, you're pretty attractive and all that. <laughs> but then they're trying to also figure out like what's going out with these explosions and these missing kids. It in the cafeteria like they're just like talking about it. just talking aloud yeah. <laughs> and mark's like okay i would go help you like investigate but i have work after class after school <laughs> at burger I still Mart. work at burger mart flipping <laughs> burgers and even he was like dude you're like a superhero why do you still need a job like why do you waste time working there and he's like my dad says it builds character <laughs> makes sense all right <laughs> Um, so he, uh, I do want to say about the high school, the name of the high school is Reginald Vell Johnson. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah. Cause the principal's name is Winslow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the name of the trade too is called family matters. Yeah. So <laughs> love that. they're not trying to hide anything. So good. <laughs> but after high school, he goes to work at his burger flipping job. His job is like he's making fries, throwing out the trash. Yeah. And his boss is like yelling at him still to hurry up. And he realized like Eve was right. Like I'm a freaking superhero. I shouldn't be taking this. So he just quits, right? He's out the door just yelling out, jerk. Um, but he's standing outside saying, oh, my dad's going to kill me. Yeah. He's still worried about his dad. And when he gets home, he pretty much tells his dad like, oh, yeah, I, I quit my job. The, the one that you wanted me to have to build character. And surprising his dad's like, oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you quit. You're a superhero now. <laughs> yeah, you have better things to do. And one of the things they do is they go on patrol together. And it's like his first like real father-son time because his dad was always out being a superhero. You can never go with him. Now he can. He's a superhero in his own right. So the two of them are like flying together. And he's teaching them how to really fly, saying like, you know, one day you'll be as fast as me. But right now, just go at your own pace. And while they're talking, the dad is like zipping in and out, saving these different incidents and then just coming back and like continuing the conversation yeah he just quickly uh coming back right away back to the conversation 
after all the flying training, they go and have uh, a beef frank hot dog uh, at a stand and just like tuck it through. But before they could finish the hot dog, Omni Man's like, "Oh, I gotta go handle this one attack." He flies away, and then, like a second later, he comes back. He's like, "Okay, this is bigger than I thought. I'm gonna need your help." And like Mark's like, "Oh yes, I get to like save the day with my dad." So they dress up and they go to where this big attack is happening, and it is like a large alien invasion. Right, these um, green-skinned, um, armored-up aliens. There's like a bunch of them on the, these spaceships flying in. Some even um, human aircrafts are trying to shoot them down, but they're shooting out their pink lasers, shooting down at, at Mark and and, and uh, Omni-Man too. And they're fighting them off, and Mark is like ecstatic. Like, he can't believe he's doing this with his dad. He's being a superhero. Yeah, he's like fighting with a smile on his face. Yeah, but it is like never-ending. There's like an unlimited number of them. Like, there's a portal and more and more aliens just keep coming in and Mark is just like wow, how are you going to be able to stop them? there's only two of us but they notice that the longer they fight the slower the aliens are, are moving huh okay seems like there's like a weird time thing going on where the aliens they age super fast in this uh, dimension because they're coming from a different dimension fighting in theirs and um, they can just there's a lot of them and they're getting slower and slower so they can take them on it's like every second is like a day to them and they're getting they're just like rapidly aging interesting and they just kind of have to like wait them out until they can defeat all of them. And the aliens realize they can't win. So they start retreating back into the portal. Mm, okay. So job well done for the two of them. And they go about back about their uh, flying trip, uh, talking it through up in, in uh, the sky and uh, having fatherly sun time. But again, Omni-Man senses some danger. Crap. And he starts flying away and he's like, Mark, try to keep up. But as he's like watching the back of Omni-Man fly away, it's like Omni-Man's like way faster. So he's getting like smaller and smaller in the distance. And Omni-Man flies to another mall where he sees another kid, one of the missing kids, and he's got a bomb on his chest. And it's like three seconds till it explodes. So Omni-Man has no time. He's like, who did this to you? Who strapped this to you? But the kid's like panicking, can't oh, answer. Omni-Man has no choice. He throws this kid into the sky and the kid dies exploding in midair. But Omni-Man saved like everyone at the mall. Okay. So that was a, a needed sacrifice, I guess. Um, but out of nowhere comes another one of these pink portals. And arriving in their dimension is one of the green-skinned aliens. And he just takes Omni-Man from behind and pulls him into the portal. Yeah. Closes and Invincible is just like standing there alone now in the mall. Like his dad's gone. <sighs> Crazy stuff. Mark flies back home and he tells his mom like, uh, yeah, I was with dad, but he got like kidnapped, pulled away to another dimension. And the mom is like, this has happened in the past. She's like, okay, it's fine. Let's, let's start serving dinner. It's like, it's like you're like late for work or something. Like you're staying late for work, you know, yeah. it's like that. It's been days now and Omni-Man's still like not back. Invincible visits Robot and he's pretty much telling him like, uh, the people blowing up, the people that have been strapped to a a bomb they're all missing kids from my high school huh. and robot says i know he's figured it out so robot can kind of just piece it all together he's even uh he's actually been not revealing everything because he just understands these things from his own head he's a robot he doesn't have to do these cordial things and tell you everything he's thinking yeah so he's way more advanced and at the same time um adam eve and rexplode arrive and rexplode if you've seen the show he's kind of a douche he totally uh, total douche. he kisses uh adam in front of mark like Okay, bye, babe. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> Total D-bag. 
And there's this uh, quite sensitive moment as Mark arrives back at, at home and um, his mom is actually sad because she's always scared when Omni-Man is in another dimension for some reason. It like it just actually scares her as a, as a wife and all that. Yeah, it's just showing like, yes, yeah, she's used to this, but it doesn't make it easy on her mm-hmm, right. that Omni-Man is who he is and he has to do what he has to do. So she, even though he's like their Superman, she still worries about him. Makes sense. It's your husband, right? Yeah. We're now in one of their classes. You see Adam, Adam, Eve, and Mark, and they're they're sitting next to each other in class, but they're not really paying attention because they're worried about all these kidnappings, right? Right, right. And the teacher is like, hey, quiet, you two. I don't care that you're dating. Doesn't mean you could talk in my class. And it's just pretty much like embarrasses them. And Mark is even like, we're not dating. We're just friends or whatever. But like, it's still like embarrassing to all of them. <laughs> and even all the kids are like, like laughing at them. <laughs> As Mark and Adam Eve leave the classroom like oh that was uncomfortable Um, while they're walking the hallway, uh, Eve gets a call on her cell phone and it's a robot. And it's funny because like robots talking to them while him, Rexplode and Duplicate are in like a battle, but he's talking to Eve on the phone, like, like nothing, like they're just chilling. So <laughs> they don't even know that they're in the middle of a fight, but he's pretty much saying like robot did like cross examination of all the specimens and residue of the explosion. Mm-hmm. And now that they're all from the same school, he's cross referencing like all the employees of the high school. Oh. Oh, the staff. And turns out that one employee of the high school used to be like a weapon specialist for the military. Oh, shit. And it is, ironically, it is the teacher of Mark and Eve, the one that like just made fun of them. <laughs> oh my God. Just just a second ago, that same teacher. Uh, so the two of them, they jump to the back uh, dumpster area and try to change into their, their costumes. But uh, unfortunately, there's already other kids there making out. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to like just change real quick somewhere else. And so that they could fly over to the teacher's house. But because they had to like find a new place to change, the teacher has already arrived. The teacher has been like, he's okay with let, turning himself in at this point. He's not going to resist. He's like, all right, I'll let you take me in. Um, I'll even show you the fourth, the fourth kid that I have in the house right now strapped to something. Yeah. And they're like, fourth kid, there's only three missing. And he's like, well, this one has just not been uh, announced yet that this kid's missing. Oh, wow. And he also says like, uh, Mark, Eve, like, why don't you follow me? And they're like, oh, how did you know it was us? And then he's even like, Eve, you're not even wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's so obvious. <laughs> what is that? I mean, <laughs> are the superheroes dumb in this world? <laughs> they go down to his basement and they see the fourth student who is like strapped into another bomb. And it is Derek. This is Mark's like best friend from earlier in the book. Oh, crap. And the teacher saying like, you know, the reason I'm doing all this is because my son committed suicide. And because he committed suicide, my wife divorced me. And because she divorced me, I went into depression and I lost my job in the military. And now I'm a stupid teacher. Okay. And you would think like, I'm mad at, you know, my son for causing suicide. It's not him. It wasn't his fault. It was all these popular kids around the school that made him feel this way. Oh. So what he's been doing is kidnapping all the popular kids and strapping bombs on them. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, And he's like announcing this whole monologue to himself. And he's saying, I can't think of a better end than taking out two superheroes in front of me now. Yeah. And he unveils his chest and he's got a large bomb strapped to himself too. And he's like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to take out the missing student and these two superheroes and I'm I'm not going to jail. I'm going to kill myself too. But Invincible instead grabs him 
and like flies up into the sky as fast as he can uh, all the way to Antarctica which is like where we see this in the beginning of the book oh and then throws him and he explodes and, sa- and Invincible saves the day but he flies all the way back and Adam Eve is there and she saved like Derek who was like strapped to another bomb okay mission accomplished um, you know the ambulance comes and saves the kid as Mark goes back home for some dinner he's like oh man that was a big night but uh walking in the door is a scraggly Omni man he's back back home yeah I think it's really funny because like she's setting up the dinner table like Mark comes in like oh I gotta I gotta save the day let me go wash up Omni man walks in he's like oh I gotta shave I've been out for <laughs> months and it's like to her it's just like normal it's like they're coming home from work and school yeah exactly and it's funny because omni-man he went to the other dimension right where time is different oh so when he came back it's been like months and he has like a beard and he's all scraggly it's been like a day to everyone else but to him it's been yeah like about eight months already and they're at the dinner table and they're just talking like it's a normal family and he's like i saved the day one of my teachers was evil and he was killing students and then the dad's like yeah i went to the other dimension and i was enslaved and i was turned into like a gladiator but luckily i defeated all of them and i found some scientists who could build me a portal and send me back home and then the mom's like okay that's great who wants dessert (laughs) just another day for this family yeah they they uh hang on that joke uh, quite a bit throughout the the comic center on the dinner table um that's pretty good Uh, i like how it's you know just a commentary on family life and then superheroes and all that jumping and zipping in it's pretty fun so that is the first four issues of invincible definitely like uh it kind of just like sets the stage for the rest of the the story i think so too but i like how they introduce all these other heroes and kind of like the world building but i know there's going to be more to reveal if you keep reading the book for sure um so i i thought this move this comic moves slower than the tv show and um uh, I thought it was pretty good. You know, Mark is kind of like a Spider-Man and Omni-Man is like a Superman. It's kind of those tropes and stereotypes in those characters. And it's fun to see what if that was the case. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the the teen team and like the drama of like he kind of has a crush on Adam Eve, but she's going out with a douchebag. It's just like regular teen drama. Pretty much, Except yeah. they're superheroes. Yeah, so definitely I'd recommend reading the book and, and watching the show too because the show, like I said, is like, it doesn't follow the book exactly. Totally. I think it's a little faster than the book. Totally. That was a good time. I can't believe it took us this long to get to the comic, but yeah, I think we were saving it. <laughs> yeah, there's 144 issues. I think I'm going to try to read all of them eventually. I think it'll be a good time. It's uh, I'm curious what Kirkham's got in, in, the, in the bag for it to be like, you know, be its own thing with all these like stereotypical characters a bit. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right. Well, that is it for Invincible. Definitely check it out if you're a fan of like superheroes or or a fan of the, the new show on Amazon. Um, do you want to get into side stories? Yeah, I do. So absolutely everyone was waiting for this match, Godzilla versus Kong. It was yes, awesome. This, it's a cinematic achievement. Cinematic masterpiece. Um, it's consensus. Everyone loved it, that it was just so good watching a big lizard fight a big monkey. Uh, everyone was uh-huh. waiting for it. Uh, yeah. Don't you agree that it... So it, it reached your expectations and you loved it? Yeah, it was pretty great. Everything I wanted from it. I just uh-huh. wanted to see a big fight with these kaijus. So this is, your, this is your favorite movie of all time? I think probably, probably. <laughs> Until the next one comes out, because there's probably going to be next. I, I can't wait for the next <laughs> Uh, I, I watched it too. And you could not get your eyes off it, right? You watched it again after it was done? I mean, I watched it. 
<laughs> it's just what do you think it was like a it's just some good schlock you know like watching big kaiju's fights it was a good time to me uh it was not my favorite movie <laughs> So, so you're on either side of us. Do you hate it? Do you wish you didn't watch it? Uh, do I wish it was better? Is that what you're asking? No, no, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, as it was, do you wish that you just didn't waste those two hours watching it? Or did you think, um, this is okay, those, wa- ty- a waste of my time? Those are my only options? Yes, yeah. Um, gosh, I guess I'm glad I watched it. Okay, there you go. You say you love it like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret watching it, but I mean, like, was it good? It was not even the best thing I watched that day. <laughs> uh, it's just some good old fun watching these things fight. The, the action was good. Ah. Things were lighting up. I thought, uh, you know, we have Kong as the main character, it seems like, throughout the whole thing. And yeah. I think that was a good move. We can relate to that guy more mm. than a big lizard, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it's called Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, but you I think you're right that Kong kind of in a way he kind of won cuz we're following him and we can I don't think he won either. <laughs> <laughs> um I I'd say it's just a big fu- a lot of fights and, and just fights with these uh humans that have to be on screen so we allow them to be on screen, right? Um, I, the characters were a bit do, more... Do they have to be on screen? <laughs> we have to have something going on, right? Just to connect the fights together. I felt like the characters, the, the humans did not... They could have been played by anybody else. Like, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown could be played by regular Bobby Brown, I think. <laughs> uh, I liked... I liked um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, the the guy that was the uh, like the conspiracy theorist character. Yeah, I thought he was pretty funny throughout the the whole story. Okay, Alexander Skarsgård was off character because he's more like a nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that Go worked ahead. out. I'll let you say everything you want. Go ahead. Yeah, there is um, an added fantastical element to it that you know it's a bit added shoehorned. <laughs> the, the other element on top of all these other ones, right? That I didn't expect. Right? Really? Inside, inside one. of everything. Thing. That's what I'm talking inside of. They talk about it in the other. Mo- okay, go do ahead. they? Okay, I don't remember that, but I thought it. It's somewhat tied it together, and it's kind of ridiculous enough where it shows that we're not taking this seriously. So let's let's not let's not take it seriously on purpose because I feel like the other ones were kind of doing that a bit. Oh, really? They were. They're taking those seriously. Like the first one, like the first Godzilla, <laughs> and maybe Skull uh, Skull Island was a bit more serious than it had to be. And uh, I like the look of that stuff too. Um, okay. Whatever. I don't want to spoil too much of what that was, but I thought that was fun and it was energetic, at least um, something I didn't expect. All right. Bridges everything together. Dumb, dumb, fun schlock of a movie. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> okay. You say. <laughs> how about you say your piece? Can we can we spoil some scenes now? Okay. Spoilers coming up for everyone who you know. I just cannot. Uh, you have to avoid this if you cannot uh, avoid the the mess piece that is is a uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Go ahead. Uh, it's it's not Godzilla versus Kong. It's like King, King Kong the whole time. Yeah. You follow him 90% of the movie. Godzilla just appears as the antagonist every now and then. Um, the Hollow Earth idea. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, they're talking about that. They've alluded to that in the other movies. Oh, did they? I guess I was not paying attention that much. <laughs> Um, but the way they got into the hollow earth idea was like, what? why does it have to be like this? Exactly. Why is it like a portal? Why is it? 
Why do they need these special anti-gravity flipping machines? <laughs> What's not to get? <laughs> and, and then, uh, spoiler alert, there's a big corporation that mm. is uh, against these kaiju titans. And so they build their own uh, Mecha Godzilla. And yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, that Mecha Godzilla could have been a bit cooler looking. He was looked a bit yeah. uh, scrawny comparatively. Oh, oh, man. Just make this Pacific Rim 3. Just call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there was a that weird connection thing. It was like Pacific Rim type of deal, right? I didn't like yeah. that. That was kind of lame that we're digging into that territory. So they use Godira, right? Godira, uh, King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, right. Uh, and he, that's a three-headed monster. So the way the, the monster would talk to its other heads was telepathically. So that, that explains why they can control Mechagodzilla telepathically. Oh, okay. <laughs> they tap into the skull of that, that dragon. And, okay, that's dumb. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like you understand it better than I do. And then I think the Titan realizes it's beyond the control, so it just like disables itself, like or it's like too much for the pilot. Zaps, yeah. And now it's like out of control and it's just going on its own. And Okay, well, there's one thing I like, and it's that it's not like a tie. There's a winner. Uh, kind of. It's kind of as a no, tie, there's right? De- no, there's definitely a winner. Godzilla won. He beat King Kong. But then Mechagodzilla, two to, two to one. Godzilla, Mechagodzilla came over and like even the odds and the, you know, he saved him at the end. So there's like, there's that. He helped him, but when it was one-on-one, King Kong lost. He was almost, he was going to die if uh, Skarsgård didn't save him. Like Godzilla beat Kong. So that's what I'm like. Like, okay, cool. They didn't cheat it and be like, oh, they're even. No, if it was really one-to-one, Godzilla would beat Kong. But it wasn't one-to-one. Mechagodzilla showed up. So Kong had to help Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. He, well, If King Kong didn't help out, Godzilla would be dead. There's that, right? Because it seemed like Mechagodzilla. Yeah, but then that means, that means Mechagodzilla would just beat Godzilla. And he'd be better than Kong as well. Yeah, I agree. That's not what, <laughs> sh- what happened, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do like the final scene kind of like it's they're fighting and uh, I can't I, I don't know why they had to go to hollow earth they're looking for a power source that's the whole idea Um, and the power source is the axe was it yeah it was like looking for a power source and then Kong put the axe in the ground and it absorbed that blue energy and that's why he could fight Godzilla Um, that's dumb and then because they uh, have to take on Godzilla yeah because they couldn't have enough power to run the Mecha Godzilla, so they need this unworldly power source which is in the hollow earth and they could only get to the hollow earth if Godzilla took them there or King Kong took them there yeah which why I don't get that why <laughs> they know how to get there they built the hole already so Kong and then they're like hey you might have family down there so he goes running right away and no he doesn't have family down there that sucks I wish there was at least remnants of like previous Kongs there like that would have been there was at least what there was like those those hands those were of their Kongs you remember those like crusted bodies you remember that there those were Kongs oh I thought that was just like a rock formation no those were other Kongs and when he went into there and he's sitting at the throne it's cause he's yeah. like like a prince of the thing his two uh, parents are like the king and queen or whatever of Hollow Earth. And that's why he sits there. He's King Kong. So when he dies, there's no more. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. 
uh yeah and then they end the movie with like obviously godzilla one he can he's the king of the monsters he's uh living on top kong you can have hollow earth that's your territory now hmm, there you go and we'll stay separate but if it came down to it godzilla will beat you again i don't know he looked pretty beat up he was the most beat up through the thought like at the end of the series it seemed like because of how like Mecha almost took him down, but, but they work together and they're a team now. They're not a team. They're not it's a team. Just like, no, but you know they work together. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what it was. It was like Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You like that movie, right? It's. I don't get how like you hold this up and like this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's a dumb movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's but you don't enjoy movie. it. It sounds like you don't enjoy it. I, I liked it. I don't think I needed to watch it. Okay. I felt that, like it. Whatever. Okay. I watched it. It's fine. I, I see why some people like it, but it's not my jam. The CG was like incredible. I'll say that like it's like they incredible. I thought so. Like stuff looked real. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, while we're at it, as we finish up um, Sisters, I also watched Invincible. Also, uh, okay, cool yeah. on, on Amazon. I thought it was uh, it was pretty good. It, it, we had all our our. Um, judgments on it thinking like it was not going to turn out good but after watching it now we're i was wrong with it too it, it, the animation is a lot better than i thought the uh the stories that we got from the, the thing from the comic and the show was a bit different than the way they like organize this plot points i think and i think yeah. I, just just enough just a bit right i thought i thought that was a good move yeah uh i don't know how are they how are they doing are they dropping new episodes every week yeah i think there's already a fourth episode out and i haven't watched that one yet though but i've watched the, okay. the first three pretty good yeah it definitely convinced me to like the show i changed my mind the trailers were like eh but no once i got into the show i i definitely enjoyed it yeah it's kind of funny that uh, I watched, I did watch the show a bit before I got into the comic and I'm reading it in the voices, right? I, I, okay, yeah. I have to hear uh, J.K. Simmons as, as Omni-Man. They're <laughs> pretty on point with that. Um, I also watched a new show. Oh yeah? What you got? Besides Godzilla vs. Kong, because I knew you were going to talk about mm-hmm, that, so mm-hmm. I'll let you go ahead. Uh, but a show that I really enjoyed and I watched is the new Mighty Ducks show on Disney+. Plus. Really? Game Changers. Yeah. It's good. I like it. <laughs> I, I watched like a few minutes of it and I, I cut out. I was like, uh, I'm not feeling this. No, keep watching. Uh, do you enjoy the Mighty Duck movies? Yeah, it was, you know, just random movies that were, you know, played on TV and I watch every every now and then and I'm like, okay, this is a good time, but it's not, it was not part of my childhood like it was for you. Okay. This show has the same vibes as like the original but like a modern take to it and hmm. you get um, some pretty good jokes in it. I really like the character of Nick who is like the the neighbor comic relief kid. I, it's This guy's going to be famous. Really? Every line he says is hilarious. <laughs> I was laughing out loud. I, I really enjoy the show. There's only two episodes out now, I believe. But oh, okay. like, I mean, yeah, I like Falcon Winter Soldier, but this <laughs> could be my favorite show on Disney Plus right now. <laughs> That's funny, really. <laughs> yeah, if you have Disney Plus, definitely check it out. Okay, I'm surprised at that. I was, uh, I was expecting you to not like it because you like your old stuff, like the what you've originally seen. Um, so it's just funny. Is it Emilio Estevez back? Emilio Estevez is back. Uh, what? I, yeah, what I don't like is whenever they reboot, it's like, ah, oh, I don't like hockey, and then they convince him to become their coach, and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, hockey's great, and then when they start over, it's like, no, nah, I don't like hockey. It's like, come on, dude. Like every start of a new thing, you don't like it and they have to convince you. So I like, remember that. Okay. That's not, a, that's not believable. 
believable, but like, yeah, like in the first movie, he went from like hating hockey to loving it and then coaching the kids. And then now this show, it's like he hates hockey again. <laughs> I remember that. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at that. I, he was kind of fun in the show. Do we have any other cameos from the old Mighty Ducks? Not, not yet. yet. Okay. I've only seen two episodes. There's only two episodes, but I wouldn't be surprised. I thought Joshua Jackson was going to appear in it as the new coach, but yeah. he's not. Um, but I, I think it's great. I love kind of like these kids sports movies, Little Giant, Sandlot. They're some of my favorite classics and this kind of like lives up to the, to the oh, Mighty really? Ducks. Those yeah. are fun times. I remember those movies. Uh, I know like Lorelai from, from Gilmore Girls is on it. I like that actress so maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I watched, yeah. I watched a funny amount of that show for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely recommend the new Mighty Ducks. It's called Game Changers. And um, yeah, if you like Mighty Ducks, this is the same thing. Okay. It, just like Cobra Kai, like something about these reboots of classic stuff that I grew up with. Some I like, some I hate. And this is luckily something I like. Uh, I wonder if that did influence this one get rebooted, you know? Like, uh, we got to find something to in the 80s to reboot and this just fit the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Redo Airborne. You remember that rollerblading movie Airborne? I do. Bring that back. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. It's, it's not as good as these that we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all I have for uh, side stories. Do you have anything else? That's it for me. Um, just kind of uh, catching up on stuff that I really was kind of looking forward to. Godzilla? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode with a great comic book story. Um, but you won't want to miss it. Be sure to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or you can even stream us on Spotify. For sure. And everybody, you can talk to us on all our social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. We'll be back on Monday with another recap episode for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. Later. Error.